Amen. Welcome once again to the house of the Lord. It's great to be in the house of the Lord with each and every one of you. Thank you for your faithful attendance, especially during this season, this time we're in. The people of God need to continue to gather as the Word says. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, if you have your Bibles. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 17 to 21. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation, that is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. The Passion Translation reads, Now if anyone is enfolded into Christ, he has become an entirely new creation. All that is related to the old order has vanished. Behold, everything is fresh and new. And God has made all things new and reconciled us to himself and given us the ministry of reconciling others to God. In other words, it was through the anointed one, Jesus, that God was shepherding the world, not even keeping records of their transgressions, and he has entrusted to us the ministry of opening the door of reconciliation to God. We are ambassadors of the anointed one who carry the message of Christ to the world, as though God were tenderly pleading with them directly through our lips. So we tenderly plead with you on Christ's behalf, turn back to God and be reconciled to him. For God made the only one who did not know sin to become sin for us, so that we who did not know righteousness might become the righteousness of God through our union with him. Christianity is a transformation. Christianity is a takeover. The old has passed away and the new has come. Our collision with Jesus and our continued walk with him, as we walk this road with him, our collision with him has and is to impact every part of our living and who we are, to impact our world. We are now people of God. We are the people of God, and people of God are to act like people of God, speak like people of God, feel like people of God, and they are to think like people of God. It is a complete transformation, it's a takeover. The old has passed away, the new has come. What we're talking about this morning is a visible difference, an audible difference 
a tangible difference, a different way of acting and speaking and feeling and thinking. The old has passed away. The new has come. Why this different way, this new way of acting, speaking, feeling, and thinking? Well, as I've already said, because the old has passed away. The old life, the old living, the old acting, the old speaking, the old feeling, and the old thinking. This transformation is both immediate and gradual. This transformation deepens as we encounter the truth of the Word of God. As we encounter the truth of who God is, this transformation widens as we spend time in the presence of God. As we spend time praying, seeking the Lord, spend time waiting upon the Lord, spend time worshiping. As we take in the preaching of the Word, as we commune with the people of God, this transformation is both immediate and gradual. The Bible says that we are moving from glory to glory, from strength to strength. How many are moving? Moving from glory to glory, from strength to strength, an immediate transformation and a gradual transformation. As the message reads, nothing between us and God, our faces shining with the brightness of His face. And so we are transfigured much like the Messiah, our lives gradually becoming brighter and more beautiful as God enters our lives and we become like Him. As we grow in the knowledge of Christ, the acting becomes more and more glorious. And it's the same with the speaking, it's the same with the feeling, it's the same with the thinking. I don't believe this is new news to us here today, but perhaps a good reminder. We aren't supposed to act like we used to, like the world acts. We aren't supposed to speak like we used to, like the world speaks. We aren't supposed to feel like we used to. We aren't supposed to think like we used to. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17 in the Amplified, Therefore, if any person is engrafted in Christ, the Messiah, he is a new creation, a new creature altogether. The old, previous moral and spiritual condition has passed away. Behold, the fresh and new has come. Can you receive this word today? J.B. Phillips, New Testament. For if a man, a woman is in Christ, he or she becomes a new person altogether. This is what Christianity is to look like. This is what Christianity is. The past is finished and gone. Everything has become fresh and new. And how about Philippians 2.5? Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. The old has passed away, the old acting, the old speaking, the old feeling, the old thinking. When we become Christians, we become ambassadors. The Bible reads in 2 Corinthians 5, 17 to 21, as we've already read today, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. 
Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. We are ambassadors. We are representatives. We are ministers. We have all received this call to be ambassadors for Christ. An ambassador is a diplomatic official of the highest rank sent by one sovereign or state to another as its resident representative. A diplomatic official of the highest rank sent by a government to represent it on a temporary mission. An authorized messenger or representative. I'd like to say today that we have been sent by the sovereign one. We have been sent by the sovereign state to this world and its state to live as resident representatives. Those of the highest rank sent by the government of all governments to represent the government of heaven. There has been an authorization. You are called as an ambassador. We are called as ambassadors of Christ. My prayer today is that we recognize the call. That we not only recognize the call, we respond to the call. That we receive the call today. John 17, 18, as you sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. The Passion Translation, I have commissioned them to represent me, just as you commissioned me to represent you. We have been commissioned to represent Jesus. Listen to John 20, verse 21. So Jesus said to them, Peace to you, as the Father has sent me, I also send you. We have a ministry to fulfill as individuals, as couples, as families, as a church, as the people of God. What ministry? The New King James Version, now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. A ministry given to each one of us. A ministry giving, given to us as couples, as families. Given to churches, given to the people of God that are alive. That are alive at this time in history. The Passion Translation, we are ambassadors of the Anointed One who carry the message of Christ to the world. As though God were tenderly pleading with them directly through our lips. So we tenderly plead with you on Christ's behalf, turn back to God and be reconciled to him. Now the reality is if we are going to fulfill the ministry of opening the door of reconciliation, 
drawing people to Christ, if we are going to represent Christ in a proper way, we are going to have to be exactly that. We are going to have to be ambassadors. Ambassadors act a certain way, even if in a foreign land. Ambassadors speak a certain way. They feel a certain way. They think a certain way. And no matter the state of life, no matter the realm of life, no matter the environment they find themselves in, in every place, in every season, we are His ambassadors. Ephesians 6, verses 18 to 20. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end, with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints and for me, that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. Then in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Even though I am a chained prisoner, chained as a prisoner, I am his ambassador. Again, today I pray that we recognize and realize and respond to and receive the call. We are called to be representatives of Christ. This is not something we can take lightly. Turn it on in certain environments. Turn it on and turn it off in others. We are called to represent Christ at all times in this foreign land. This is our mission. This is our mandate that we have received. We have been chosen as ambassadors. We have been given the authority of ambassadors. We have been given the responsibilities of ambassadors, anointed and appointed. And this duty is active. And thank the Lord that we have been given the resources to carry out this calling. As the people of God alive, this time in history, we cannot waste the opportunity. We can't waste the anointing, the placement, and the call. I want to remind us today that we can't get caught up with the lifestyle of the foreign land we are living in. We are here to represent another world, our kingdom home, our king and our country. We're here to represent Jesus Christ each and every day as we rise and head out. As we perform the duties of each day. As we go to our places of education, we go to our places of occupation. We are ambassadors of Jesus Christ. We are representatives of Jesus Christ. Chosen, anointed, appointed, called, sent to represent Him well. Romans 12 Verses 1 and 2, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. This is normal Christianity. That you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Some would call that radical service. But the Bible says reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. This is what it means to be an ambassador. This is what it means to be a representative. This is what it means to be a minister of Christ. 
we are ambassadors of Christ. 1 John 2, verses 15 to 17, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away, and the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. What does John 17, 16 say? They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. As the people of God, we must keep our wits about us in this world while on this mission. Here to represent Christ well as ambassadors, we must keep our wits about us so that we don't fail in this mission and become like the commoners, become like the worldly. Colossians 2 verse 8, Beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit. There's a lot of that going around today. According to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. This is a serious call we've received. No wonder the word says, things like this, be holy as I am holy. Because this is how we represent Christ in this world. Be in the world, not of the world. Do not be conformed to the corrupt patterns of this world. Don't act like the world. Don't talk like the world. Not supposed to think like the worldly. Will there be opposition? Will our presence always be welcomed in this world? John 15, 19. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. Yet because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. The words of J.C. Ryle. It costs something to be a real Christian. According to the standard of the Bible, there are enemies to be overcome. Battles to be fought, sacrifices to be made, an Egypt to be forsaken, a wilderness to be passed through, a cross to be carried, a race to be run. Conversion is not putting a person in an armchair and taking them easily to heaven. It is the beginning of a mighty conflict in which it costs much to win the victory. We have to stick to what is right, to what is holy, to the orders that the Sovereign One has given us, to all that the Lord has said is right as we live on this side of eternity, as we represent the homeland, as we represent heaven on earth. First Peter 2, verses 11 and 12. Beloved, I beg you, as sojourners and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts which war against the soul. Having your conduct honorable among the Gentiles, that is, among those that do not know the Lord, 
that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may by your good works, which they observe, I thought works had nothing to do with this. They may by your good works, which they observe, glorify God in the day of visitation. Can we be encouraged today, reminded today, exhorted today, that we cannot lose that which makes us different? We can't lose that which makes us stand out. We can't lose the flavor of heaven. We can't lose the brightness of heaven. We're called to be a peculiar people. Matthew 5, verses 13 to 16, we're taking in a lot of Scripture today. This is what we should do in the house of the Lord. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing, quite the words, but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Church, no matter what comes our way, we must press on with all perseverance, with faithfulness, faithfulness to the call. We are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for as the Bible declares, it is the very power of God unto salvation. We are ambassadors, and we won't give in, and we won't give up. I trust that that is the heart beating inside your chest today. A quote I read yesterday, these were the words. I don't know if this is the conviction of your heart and your life, but perhaps you should take this on as your mission statement as you leave this place today. A quote I read yesterday, I'm an ambassador of Jesus Christ standing at the gates of hell redirecting traffic. This is life and death. I pray today that we feel the weight of the call. It's no light thing to be sent as a representative, as an ambassador. I pray that we awaken to the call today. Not downplay our placement in the earth, but upplay our placement in the earth. Understand that wherever we are, wherever we find ourselves right now, whatever environment, sphere of influence, we have a responsibility to be ambassadors. We belong to another world, yet we live in this world. Philippians 3 verse 20 says, For our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. What's it going to look like to be ambassadors for Jesus? What's it going to look like? As it states in Matthew 5, the message reads, you're here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. This is what it tastes like. Let me tell you why you are here. You're here to be salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors of this earth. 
This is what it sounds like. John 1, verses 22 and 23. Then they said to him, Who are you? That we may give an answer to those he sent us. What do you say about yourself? He said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. A sound in the earth, a voice in the earth. Ambassadors for Christ in the earth. A sound in the earth, the sound of hope. The sound of love, the sound of joy, the sound of expectation, expectancy, the sound of faith, the sound of holiness, the sound of righteousness, the sound of peace. We don't speak like the rest of the world. We don't sound like the rest of the world. 1 John 4 Verses 4 and 5, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. They are of the world, therefore they speak as of the world. Our aim as ambassadors is not to please everybody. Our aim is not to please everybody. Our aim is not to please the world. Our aim is to represent Jesus. We can't get caught up in this life trying to please everybody. All people groups, different persuasions, ideas, philosophies, ways of doing church. We can't get caught up trying to please everybody. R.C. Ryle said we must give up the vain idea of trying to please everybody. That is impossible, and the attempt is a mere waste of time. We must be content to walk in Christ's steps and let the world say what it likes. I trust you can receive those words today. This is what it smells like, 2 Corinthians 2, verses 15 and 16. For we are to God the fragrance of Christ among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. To the one we are the aroma of death leading to death, and to the other the aroma of life leading to life. This is what it feels like, 1 Peter 2, verse 9. Are you ready? But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. This is what it looks like to be an ambassador. This is what it feels like to be an ambassador. We don't act like we used to. We don't feel like we used to. We don't think like we used to. We don't speak like we used to. Why? Because Jesus has pulled us out. And now he's stuck us back in. He sent us back into the shadows. He sent us back into this world to redirect traffic at the gates of hell. To represent him well. Be an ambassador. Act as an ambassador. And I encourage you today to act as a representative to, to let that fuel everything. Every moment, parents in your homes, 
You're an ambassador. You're representing Jesus in front of your children. Representing the king in the kingdom. Proverbs 13, verse 17, a wicked messenger falls into trouble, but a faithful ambassador brings health. Ephesians 6.20, in the Darby translation, for which I am an ambassador bound with the chain that I may be bold in it as I ought to speak. The voice for which I am an ambassador in chains, so pray that I can bravely pronounce the truth as I should. Bravely pronounce the truth. Live as a light in this world. A beacon of hope. J.B. Phillips, New Testament, and pray for me too that I may be able to speak freely here to make known the secret of the gospel for which I am, so to speak, an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may speak about it as my plain and obvious duty. This really is our plain and obvious duty to represent Jesus. You say, what can I give back to God for all the blessings he's poured out? How can I honor Jesus? You can honor Jesus by living as a representative, a messenger, understanding the call, receiving the call, running with the call. Can we hear the Spirit of the Lord today? Ambassadors live for the will of one sovereign. Ambassadors forsake personal agenda. Ambassadors relinquish free will. Ambassadors live under authority. I've shared this before, words of David Wilkerson, handcuffed to Jesus. Paul often refers to himself as the prisoner of Jesus Christ, Ephesians 3.1. In Ephesians 4.1, he says, being a prisoner of the Lord is actually his vocation, his calling. He considered this God's gift of grace to him, Ephesians 4.7. Paul wrote to Timothy, Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me his prisoner, 2 Timothy 1.8. Even into his old age, the apostle rejoiced in having been apprehended by the Lord and taken captive to his will. Being such and one as Paul the aged and now or still also a prisoner of Jesus Christ, Philemon 9. Paul could tell you the very hour that the Lord handcuffed him and took him captive. He was on the road to Damascus with letters in hand from the high priest bound and determined to bring back Christians to Jerusalem. He was breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, Acts 9.1, full of hatred, full of bitterness and anger and his misguided zeal for God. As he approached the city of Damascus, suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven, Acts 9.3. He was struck completely blind by that light, which was Christ. Paul testified again and again how he had been taken by the hand and led to Damascus, a helpless prisoner. He spent three days in an isolated room without sight, 
And without eating anything, he'd been taken captive totally in spirit, soul, mind, and body. You ask, what happened to him in that room? What happened in that room for three days? The Lord was handcuffing Saul and making him into Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ. In this vivid scene, Paul lets go of his independence and submits to Christ's yoke. He stretches forth his hands to Jesus to be handcuffed for life. You can almost hear his agonizing prayer. Oh, Lord, I thought I was doing your will. How could I have been so blind? I've been going my own way, doing whatever I thought was right. I can't trust my own thoughts. My prayer is, here, Jesus, take my hands and put your manacles on me. Take me prisoner to your will and lead me wherever you want me to go. Keep me handcuffed to your mighty right arm. You can have the worship team return today. 2 Corinthians 5.20 in the Passion Translation, we are ambassadors of the anointed one. Are you excited about this opportunity? Excited about the call? What a mission we have, what an opportunity, what a mandate. Chosen by Christ to be his representative. We are ambassadors of the anointed one who carry the message of Christ into the world. You know, that's our job this week. That's our job as we leave this place. That's the mission, that's the call. As we frequent coffee shops, grocery stores, as we live in this city, as we live in this world, live in our communities, as we go to our places of education, as we enter the doors of our place of occupation, we are ambassadors. We are there to represent Christ. J.B. Phillips' New Testament, we are now Christ's ambassadors, as though God were appealing direct to you through us. As his personal representatives, we say, make your peace with God, for God caused Christ, who himself knew nothing of sin, actually to be sin for our sakes, so that in Christ we might be made good with the goodness of God. One of the footnotes in my Bible says this about being an ambassador for Christ. To be ambassadors for Christ means that we are his diplomatic agents of the highest rank, sent to represent Jesus Christ and authorized to speak on his behalf. We are the voice of heaven to the earth, invested with royal power through the name of Jesus and authority of his blood. Will you receive the call today? Perhaps it's time to take it up once again. You've been living in this world. You've been living in this foreign land and lost sight of the call, of the mission. Not holding to the post. Getting a little loose with things. Some of the old acting has crept back in. Some of the old speaking has crept back in. Some of that death talk. 
corrupt talk. Fear talk. Speaking like the rest of the world in this time. Like we're people that have no hope. Like we're people that have misplaced the solution. Speaking as we ought not to speak. The voice of fear rather than the voice of faith. Feeling like we're not supposed to feel. Like we're not chosen. That we're not royal. That we're not set apart. That we haven't been called. That we haven't been given a ministry. That God has forsaken us or forgotten us. We're not supposed to think like the world. The word to some here today is be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I remember being a young boy, not that young, younger than I am now. And this pastor came through, and he, great man of God, and I just asked him, he said, if there's one scripture verse, one thing you could say to me, give to a young man, what would that be? And he just said, you know, and I'm using part of the message and other things, but whatsoever things are true, noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious, the best, not the worst, the beautiful, not the ugly. Think on these things. Meditate on these things. Get these things into your mind. There are some here today, you're meditating on the wrong things. You're filling your mind with the wrong things. How on earth can your mind be renewed when you're filling your mind with the wrong things? What's going to happen is a renewed mind is going to fall. It's going to be infected. The call is to meditate on the good things of God, to trust in the Lord, to fill our minds with the things that Christ's mind is full of. The mind of Christ is not full of fear. The mind of Christ is not dwelling on the ugly. Let this same mind be in you that is in Christ. I wonder what the mind of Christ is right now in this moment in history. I wonder what the mind of Christ is, and I wonder if my mind is in tune with his mind. I wonder what the utterance of Christ is right now in this moment in history today. And I wonder if my utterance is in line with his utterance. I wonder if I'm speaking as Christ would speak. One that has been given authority to speak on his behalf in this time. If we say we're Christians, if we declare we're Christians, proclaim we're Christians, God help us that we speak like Christians. That we speak the Word of God, that we don't speak amiss, that we shut our mouths when there are things that we should not say, trying to creep out, trying to come out. We got to think like Christians, we got to act like Christians. Be ambassadors for Christ.
the old has passed away. The old has passed away. If you were here on Tuesday night, you saw these words on the screen. Let us cleave to Christ more closely. Love Him more heartily. Live to Him more thoroughly. Copy Him more exactly. Confess Him more boldly. And follow Him more fully. This is what it means to be an ambassador. This is what it means to be a Christian. The definition has been tweaked in our day and age. The thoughts of men, the traditions of men, their own philosophies, their own ways to heaven. Broadening the road. Paving new roads. Messing with the road. Building new doors. Widening the door, tweaking the door. Jesus, his, his love is bigger than that. Narrow is the door. Narrow is the way. I don't know about you, but when I gave my life to Jesus, I know I was born in the church, almost on the front pew, if you know what I'm saying. I've been around for a long time, but we all have our story. We all have our journey of redemption. It looks different for all of us. It looks different for all of us. But I don't know about you. I know for myself, I can only speak for myself. The day I truly gave my heart to Jesus, I said, that's it. Make me a new creation. I didn't come up and parcel out my life and say, guess what, Jesus? You get this piece. Deal? I want you to save my soul. I want you to send me to heaven. I want you to give me a good life. I want you to help. I want you to be there when I call. You can have these environments. I'll serve you when I come to church. I'll serve you when I'm with Christian friends. I'll serve you in these environments, not these ones. You know, we didn't come to the altar and parcel out our life like that. If we did, we never got saved. We came and we said, Jesus, I'm laying it all down. Everything is yours. Everything is yours. Holding nothing back. I surrender all to you, Jesus. All to Jesus, I surrender. All to him, I freely give. He is the Lord. He is the Savior. Our lives are not our own. Our lives are his. Let's stand today. Let's sing that out. We exalt you. We exalt you. Holy, holy is the Lord. Holy, holy is. 
Oh, we receive the call afresh today. We be exalted in our living Lord and in our lives. In all that we have, in all that we are, Lord, in all that we do. Be glorified, Jesus. We exalt.